There's a new Netflix film out causing a bit of a media stir. It's called Leave the World Behind with Julia Roberts, and it's about a major cyber attack on the U.S. with two families, a white family and a black family, that are stuck together in a house. Uh, I'll give you a little bit more of the premise later. Um, I thought it was actually pretty good. I laughed at it. Um, It's a film that's causing people like Patrick Bet David and his crew to criticize it, saying that it was awful, the soundtrack was terrible. I think if the content of the film were a little bit better, they wouldn't have talked any shit on the soundtrack. I think they're just upset that Michelle and Barack Obama were executive producers on the film. And it is like almost intentionally trying to be a film that is predicting the conspiracies of the World Economic Forum. So I'm going to tap into my two decades of conspiracy theory to temper the novice conspiracy theories bandied about on Patrick Bet David's show called Valuetainment, as well as speak about the very lifelike concepts that popped up in the film here on Waking Infinity. So the film Leave the World Behind is an interesting new film that made me think of the Netflix film that came out a few years ago called White Noise. White Noise was shot almost entirely in Northeast Ohio, where several East Palestine residents worked as extras in the movie. The film is based on the author Don DeLillo's 1985 novel of the same name, White Noise, which won the National Book Award for fiction. Now, the reason I equate the film Leave the World Behind with White Noise is because the film White Noise actually features a toxic black cloud hanging in the air that's freaking the uh, Ohio residents out. And there's a lot of conspiracy theories in the film that are being thrown around there. And it's kind of making fun of conspiracy culture. But there's this toxic black cloud hanging in the air, just like the actual East Palestine train derailment that the authorities blew up on purpose thinking that it would help when in fact it made the dioxins that could be cleaned up into forever chemicals that will live forever inside the river which it dumped into which flows all the way down to Nashville where I'm at. The weird part of that film is that it came out a year before the actual identical event in the same area that it was filmed. And that's kind of like the event 201, which simulated a coronavirus pandemic with all the same scenarios about vaccine hesitancy, lockdowns, and masks, just one month before COVID-19 didn't emerge from a wet market right next to the Wuhan Virology Lab, where Fauci and friends were doing gain-of-function research. No connection there whatsoever. But it's interesting how these simulations or these movies happen right before these events. Now, the reason why I'm talking so much about the film Leave the World Behind is because it's identical to what the World Economic Forum's cyber polygon simulation is calling for. It's not calling for it saying that we want a cyber attack. They say there, and this is Klaus Schwab's own words, there will definitely be a cyber attack that will shut down infrastructure and it will dwarf the COVID-19 pandemic. And he's saying it will definitely happen. Now, recently, I heard on Redacted, and Whitney Webb showed up and and was interviewed on this very same Redacted episode, where they're saying it's definitely going to happen in 2024, which is interesting because that's an election year. It's just like the last year of Trump's office was the COVID pandemic. Now, 
stay with me here. All these things that happen right before an election year, you can pretty much bet that something big is going to happen. And if they want to keep, and when I say they, I'm talking about the, you know, the they that everybody throws around, the those in control. And I can give names, but let's just call it they for right now. They don't want somebody getting into office that could overturn the agenda that is partway already completed. It's almost it's already partway completed. The pandemic got us all gussied up and started normalizing things that would never have been normalized before. And that would be things like mandatory vaccines that people don't want putting into um, a mandate where everybody six months and up will have to get the COVID-19 vaccine because now the CDC grandfathered the Pfizer, BioNTech, and the Moderna vaccines into the annual flu schedule. The interesting thing about that is I get in, into that concept in my film, Unsafe and Ineffective, which literally just launched yesterday on unsafeandineffective.com. It's a film with Aubrey Marcus. You should definitely check it out. But the reason why I'm saying this is because I show in that film that for 15 years, the Pentagon's division of DARPA, they actually did 15 years of research at the Pentagon on coronavirus pandemic, and they found that ivermectin, the horse dewormer, the thing that they were shaming everybody, saying that's farm animal horse dewormer, like that's not for humans, when in fact 4 billion people over the past five decades have safely been prescribed ivermectin, even children. So if you want to talk about a safe and effective way to end the pandemic, the Pentagon passed this information on to the CDC in 2017. If you want to eradicate and drive into extinction a COVID pathogen, you use ivermectin. If you want to make sure it stays around forever, you use an mRNA vaccine. So what did they do? They used the mRNA vaccine. Why? Because you can make money on that forever. And now CDC has grandfathered this into the annual flu, Scott, uh, flu shot schedule, meaning now you have a lifetime subscription model payment plan for this vaccine that Pfizer and BioNTech already made $100 billion in one year on, making them, if they were a country, the 67th largest economy in the world. So think about that. They could have driven it to extinction with an off-patent, very cheap medication that could have been reproduced by any pharmaceutical lab anywhere, meaning the, the wealth would have been spread around. But no, they chose to keep it around forever, knowing that it would get worse based upon the information that the Pentagon sent over to the CDC in 2017. They knew it would get worse. They knew it would stick around forever because they knew that that meant that that's the way you make billions of dollars forever on people. Oh, it's always going to stick around. So every time you go to get your flu shot, you also get this shot. Perfect way um, to make sure that you are getting a lifetime subscription model and it's mandated by the U.S. government. So let's get back to the film, Leave the World Behind. Patrick Bet David on his show and every everybody else who's on there commenting, it's kind of interesting. You know, I've been doing conspiracy research for just about two decades now. And to hear people who are very smart and they have their own show and that show is wildly successful, a lot more successful than mine. 
And you hear them speaking about conspiracy in a way that seems very novice, like they're brand new to it. And I forget exactly who it was. It wasn't Vinny. It was this one other guy on the show that was saying, yo, they, it is called predictive programming. They have to tell you what they're going to do. Like this Illuminati idea that I learned about in 2008 that by 2010 I realized was way oversimplified. That Hollywood is putting out these ideas so it clears their conscience or it clears their karma because they told you what was happening. So they have to tell you because that's an Illuminati code. They have to tell you what they're about to do. I honestly, I think that is a way oversimplified thing. I do believe that there is something to putting these kinds of tropes and themes into films or into simulations. I just don't believe that it's this karmic clearing thing, that if they tell you, then that's obeying some kind of rule or some kind of law. I've heard that before, but that's really in the colloquial sense. If you go out and you look at a bunch of social media, you'll come back with that idea. But if you actually dig deep into secret societies, if you dig deep into conspiracies, this whole idea of predictive programming was created by conspiracy theorists that were internet informed at best. So I'm not railing against Patrick Bet David and the people on his show. I am just saying that listening to them you can tell that they're kind of caught up in this Illuminati, you know, deep left-wing Bohemian Grove kind of conspiracy world that they don't fully understand. And I would even say Alex Jones doesn't fully understand it either. You listen to him talk, he knows a lot more than the average person about these things, but he still, he doesn't understand it in a way that somebody who truly studies the occult from an interest point, not just a conspiracy, I'm going to point my finger at you and you're the problem kind of point, but an interest point. I'm interested in esoterics, in the occult. I'm interested in these things for years and years. I've used tarot. I've also gone to church. I have looked at every religion. I've looked at it in ways that you could say is from the pulpit, from the, um, the, the audience, if you will. I have looked at the archaeological evidence to see where a lot of these religions come from, what a lot of the drugs that they used that informed their ideology, the power systems that crept into it, the types of ancient texts that they removed from their scriptures, and which ones they left in place, and then how they spin it. I'm very interested in the occult. And where Patrick Bet David's crew how they talk about this film, Leave the World Behind, I would say is, I would give them a B plus for second graders. And I don't mean second graders like people who are only seven years old. I mean second graders who are interested in conspiracy theory. I would give them a B plus. Where they're at, where how long I can tell they've been researching this stuff, they they did a pretty good job. But once you've been in this long enough, it's like a black belt in jujitsu. They understand nuances that a white belt, they can't even see it with their eyes if they're trying to look. So for me, I feel like there is a much deeper part of this. And the fact that Michelle and Barack Obama were executive producers on this, I do not think this is exactly predictive programming like the PBD crew was talking about. What I actually think it is closer a sign of is I could have written this film. There was nothing in this film that I didn't already immediately see 
the uh, the theme or the trope or the meme that was popping out of it. How does Barack Obama executive produce something like this? Well, it's easy. Anybody who pays attention to the news could have figured this stuff out. One thing that the Patrick Bet David crew was um, kind of railing against was this one conversation. It was a really interesting conversation, and the I'm trying to remember the the dude's name. Uh, let's see if I have it up here. Is Mahershala Ali? He's the the father of the black family and the father of the white family that are stuck in the house together is Ethan Hawke, and Ethan Hawke is just kind of this like bumbling, not confident father um that they try to make seem like has sexual tension that he doesn't know how to do anything with julia roberts is this racist angry woman and uh mahala maha mahala herald um who was in the film is the daughter of um mahershala ali and she is also racist um doesn't like white people and there's this scene in where she's laying in bed with her father saying, you know we're not to trust white people, right? And he's like, uh-huh, yeah, I know it. And to me, that I, I don't give a shit. I understand that these kinds of conversations happen, and I think that Barack Obama was just speaking to a kind of a truth that he lives within. And I know he didn't write the script, he just executive produced the film. But the part that the PBD crew was really railing against was this one part in the film, particularly, where Mahershala Ali is talking to Julia Roberts and says, I have this client, you know, I look at the stock market and I have this client who says that, you know, we do this one night when he was really drunk, he said, you know, we, we get together with this, you know, ruling elite cabal. And he said, hey, I thought you only do that on the winter solstice, which is exactly when the Davos crew and World Economic Forum gets together. Not exactly on the winter solstice, but in January usually. And he was talking about this elite evil cabal that gets together and determines the fate of the world. And he said, I don't believe that's actually what it is. I believe that nobody's pulling the strings behind the curtain. I believe that this is a runaway superorganism, and nobody's truly in control. There are just some people who get a heads up before others. And PBD says, that can't be true. He says, that's not true. You know, they're, they're trying to hide what, you know, that there are really World Economic Forum types that are trying to, um, that are running, pulling the strings behind the curtains, if you will. I think they're both right. There is a World Economic Forum elite cabal that, you know, and I don't use the word cabal, he used the word cabal. A lot of people say that's anti-Semitic because it comes from Kabbalah. To me, I think it's just a colloquial term for Illuminati, but whatever. So I think that they're both right. There is this group out there that is very dead set, and listen to Alison McDowell. She has it perfectly laid out. Listen to Whitney Webb. Listen to Catherine Austin Fitz. These are three women you need to listen to if you want to understand why the smart grids are building up everywhere. Why in Ukraine, we spent over $110 billion to give them munitions to fuel Raytheon with a ton of money and um, all these defense contractors. And then BlackRock and Vanguard and State Street are saying, oh, we'll rebuild Ukraine after it's completely demolished. Oh, yeah, if you demolish it, then you can build it back as a smart grid. And that is the Agenda 21 that I've been talking about since 2008. 
I do believe there there are these elite um, people behind the scenes pulling strings. I do, but I also agree. If you watch my film Game of Money with Tim on TimCast.com, the film Game of Money shows you that while there are these groups out there, there also is this super organism that is not controlled by any one group or any one person. It's not. And it is kind of like a freight train without a conductor on a track that's about to run out. So there's both things going on at the same time. And I say that because I want you to understand that what the World Economic Forum is calling for is in 2024, there is going to be a cyber attack that shuts down massive amounts of infrastructure. And there could be a disruption for one to two, three weeks. Let's say it happens in the wintertime. A lot of people might die if their heat goes out. Let's say it happens in the summertime. A lot of people might die if their air conditioning goes out, if food can't get to them. You know that I just had a friend from Switzerland come into the area saying that all our food is imported. Our soil cannot farm uh, yet and and safely um confidently feed all the people we need to import our food okay well what if supply chains shut down well you don't get your food millions of people die same with bangladesh same with latin america same with a lot of areas all the major cities they can't feed themselves so a lot of people will die within weeks because of panic because of no food because of no air conditioning or no heating I'm not saying this is definitely coming, but what I am saying is that if this film has any predictive programming whatsoever, and the World Economic Forum's cyber polygon is saying that there will be a cyber attack, and you listen to Whitney Webb on Redacted saying that there's this group, the CTIL, or the um, it's this league that Michael Schellenberger was saying, oh, this is the censorship industrial complex, when Whitney Webb is saying, Dude, how did you miss the fact that they have foreign control and private control over a lot of U.S. infrastructure like power plants? This was in the film where there's radiation, um, uh, nuclear power plants kind of melt down because there's no uh, power to them. So the grid goes down, the power plants melt down and there's radiation. That's what the CTIL has control over, foreign influence on U.S. infrastructure. I've been talking about this for years because the first thing that Biden did when he got into office was he overturned an executive order by Donald Trump that made sure no foreign actors have control over U.S. power grids. Well, now they do. Thank you, Biden. I'm not saying, you know, I wish Trump would have gotten his way. I'm just saying that it definitely seems like something is coming and like supply chains can shut down. And because of that, no food, no electricity, no water. All this stuff is now controlled by the CTIL. Very interesting. So I'm going to leave it at that, but I want you to munch on this for a bit. Research. Go to Redacted and find, I think it was last week or two weeks ago, when Whitney Webb was on the show getting interviewed. And you can find it on Spotify. And listen to that interview. It will blow your mind what the CTIL has um, who they are, who they're connected to, all the intelligence agencies, foreign and domestic, and what they have control over as far as U.S. infrastructure. And then go and watch Leave the World Behind on Netflix, and you'll understand that 
Maybe there is a little predictive programming. But maybe Barack Obama is just ahead of the curve a little bit. Maybe he's just saying, hey, listen, something like this is definitely going to happen because the World Economic Forum definitely wants it to happen. So they can say, see, we need to protect you from things like Bitcoin and decentralization. So now we need to make sure that you are completely surveilled. Everything that you do, 100% Alison McDowell, um, if you go and listen to Alison McDowell, wrenchinthegears.com, if you listen to her work, 100% right. Everything that she's saying is coming to pass. So with that being said, what are the solutions here? The solutions are get your ducks in a row. Understand that maybe you want to go out and buy a house. Yeah, okay, that might be a good idea, but you may want to get a generator. You may want to get some clean water, a way to filter water. You may want to think of stores of food, and you may want to find a way to get like a wood-burning oven in your house for heat or some way to stay cool in the summertime if all the energy goes down. Think of these things. Think of them deeply. But also understand that fear is the mind killer. Fear will be the thing that undoes all of the beautiful solutions that could arrive at you. Fear will be the thing that caused you to not see what you could do well. I want you to understand that you are powerful. You and all humans you have so much potential. But that's only if you step into your potential. And most of us, we know the victim role better than we know the hero role. So if shit hits the fan, we'll hop into the victim role and hope that somebody takes care of us because our inner child never learned to grow up into a heroic man or woman. With that being said, keep staying tuned to the news. Watch the market a little bit. Find a place where you can store your value in something that is other than the U.S. dollar. And remember that you're powerful, but you need to prepare. I'm not saying this is definitely going to come to pass, but what I am going to say is it's probably going to come to pass. It's probably going to come to pass. There very likely will be a cyber attack because, listen, the day that this film came out, there was a cyber attack from... Actually, no, this, this released in October 25th, apparently. But I just saw it literally the night before I found out that there was a cyber attack being blamed on China. Now, is it really China? I doubt it. I bet it's foreign actors and domestic actors that are private and they owe no allegiance to any country. But these things are happening. And most people, they don't even know it. They don't even realize it. Because why? They still have food and the internet's working. It can still Netflix and chill. So take this to heart. I love you all, and I'll catch you next time on Waking Infinity.